Alright, it's almost 6.30, Monday, June 15th. About to be the last week, the last work week of the spring. First day of summer is uh, on Saturday, 20th. So this pod is with Jordan Castro on the book Pets. Um, walking on this path and I'm about to pass some people. But he put together this anthology. It dropped very recently on Tyrant. And it's uh, an amazing lineup. And it's just people writing about their pets, writing about their, their preferred animal or a animal. And um, the people are in it are Patty Yumi Cottrell, Michael Kloon, Tao Lin, Nicolette Polek, Christine Scott, Ryunosuke Akutagawa. That's an old Japan, old head Japanese dude who he got a Akutagawa prize. It's a famous Japanese prize that's named after him. Um, Chelsea Hudson, Kristen Iskandrian, David Nutt, Precious Okoyomon, Scott McClanahan, Mark Leidner, a uh, writer named Reagan Bird is her first story in here. Blake Butler, Yukai Gadashi, who runs the press Soft Skull. And then Sarah Manguso, Ann Beattie, Mallory Witten, Sam Pink, Catherine Scanlon, and DeWitt, in that order. And Castro, Jordan Castro, who also edits Tyrant Magazine, um, edited it. And he wrote a little intro. Um, so I, would, I guess on the surface, we're talking about that book. Um, but um, obviously it's a wild time right now for a lot of different reasons. Um, I know I've been pretty pretty isolated and having some difficulty trying to, you know, stay active. Just kind of not get real manic and sad, bro, to keep it a stack. To not get real manic and, sta and sad. So this is kind of a nice, just, you know, attempt to kind of just hash it out. We were also talking about this Kierkegaard book. I was, on the pod, I always like try to, sometimes I like try to do a, talk about a different book that neither of us have read, or that uh, isn't written by, you know, just a random book. And we were talking about this, uh, this Kierkegaard book called The Present Age. Um, it's an old, it's an old little short guy. It's just a philosophy series. Harper Perennial Modern Thought. These little slim hitters, they're all like, I read one on Nietzsche with Nietzsche's, it's like a 90, 90 page hitter. And uh, basically, we were talking about that because, I mean, we were talking about everything that's going on. Oh, what a cat just pulled up. Holy shit, dude, a cat just pulled up next to me in the park. I don't know. But we were talking about the present age because uh, it has a lot of stuff to do with media. Nah, what, okay, so I don't want to, okay, let me just try to say one thing that's the connection between the two. Um, Castro was talking about in the intro about something about, there's something about silence that has to do with pets and kind of, um, you can't talk to your pets. So there's something about spending time with animals that helps you cultivate a certain type of quietness. Um, Kierkegaard basically, his, his main crux without blowing too much of it is, um, he's talking about the present age, which for him is, um, the age of the rise of media and the media or he talks about this idea of the public, but it's basically the idea of the group you belong to and mass. His whole thing is the public, this idea of the public replaced what before was... Oh shit, this dude coming through with the beat right now. Yeah, I guess we'll get into it. But I guess Kierkegaard's solution, he was talking about this idea of inwardness and quietness, and um, which for him is like religion. But I think the way we were talking, that was a connection we didn't totally explicitly make, which is that um, if you just think about the process of all these writers coming together and just jotting some quick bars about their, their quiet, private experience with their, with their animals and little, like animals are, uh, animals are the shit, dude. Like, 
I think having those quiet things you take care of, those things you tend to, is so valuable in a time where a lot of systems in place are evolving. You know what I mean? Alright. Boys and girls, this is uh, something that came in last night. Simple. Shadow. No, I was just saying I was out and about yesterday at, at Central Park and then a different park and it felt like everyone was like outside just like happy to finally be I don't know getting sun like I feel like people were just starting random interactions with me like people just been so cooped up you know and going through so much shit you know yeah for sure for sure so that was that was good um what's you what's you what's your are you pretty rural or, or yeah. suburban or yeah it's like I guess I live in like a I don't know. It's a, well. I live in College Park, so it's like I guess oh, okay. college town. But I live in like a neighborhood with like, like my two neighbors are like elderly people. There's like a family that lives across the street, so it's kind of like a. It's pretty mellow. Yeah, yeah, and there's like woods around and shit like that. That's so clutch right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Having some kind of nature. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah. Um, yeah, how do you want to go in with stuff? I fucking I, I I went in. I read. Did you did you end up rereading that Kierkegaard or not? I didn't reread it, but um. Oh, or you, but you, but I mean, you you read you read it fairly recently. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of it? Dude, it was wild. It was like it was so. I mean, the the stuff it was making me think was probably super relevant to everything going on in a way that's difficult to talk about. You know? Let's hear it. Um, <laughs> no. Let's try. We can well, at least try. Okay, I can at least try. I mean, okay, well, one thing, one thing it was think I was thinking about was, uh, well, I don't know. I was thinking about your intro. Okay, I'm going to try to say a thing that's, like, summative. But I was thinking about your intro and talking about, like, um, um, well, well, I guess what Kierkegaard's saying, what, what, what he's saying in the shit is that, like, um people there's well there's an idea or there's there's something that's happening in the culture where like um people aren't cultivating like a type of inwardness or something what he calls inwardness and it's leading to sort of like um kind of like petty back and forth or no one's um no one's acting but he talks about because everyone's just reflecting all the time so mm -hmm. it's like, it's more, it's it's easier to just talk about stuff and say you, um, and it's going to sound like shots at stuff, but talk, talk about stuff and just say, say, you know, say, come up with the right thing to say about a thing, but then not acting. But he talks about how you need to cultivate like a type of inwardness in order to be able to do that. Right. And for him, it's like religion, which is kind of nebulous. Right. But I was thinking about the intro, which I think is like the essence of like the pets, the pets project, which, like I said, it was sick reading you know, picking and choosing, like, you know, reading here and there, and then just reading it straight through with the intro. And mm -hmm. you're talking about, like, 
Well, it's interesting you're reading to connecting it, you were connecting it to like silent reading and like the history of silent reading. Right. And a lot of that people are talking about the animals and they can't communicate with their animals. Like I think like, yeah. Oh, and a lot of, I could think of a lot of examples. Like Mar Mallory Witten talks about that in the first one and just a kind of incommunicability for like giving voice to the voiceless or something. Right. But what was that connection with the pets and the reading? That was kind of interesting way to introduce it, but it had a thread. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's all good shit. I, I, um, I think I was mostly just thinking about like, I remembered when I actually like dog sat the first time I ever had a dog in the house. I like was dog sitting for Mallory and Mallory, okay, and it was her dog. And I remember just like reading on the couch with her dog. And I was like, dude, this is fucking sick. You know, like I, I didn't grow up with dogs or anything like that. And I was just like, you know, this is awesome. And because so, the dogs don't talk. Right, <laughs> and then you don't talk. You right. don't get distracted. You either the person. You gotta start talking about stuff. Right, right, right. Um, and so, and so I think I just connected it in that way. And then you know, obviously, the book is a book, and it's about pets. And so I was just thinking about the relationship between the two. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess I was just thinking about how like um. Yeah, how it's and I also I also I don't remember what I was reading, but I had like encountered. Uh, someone talking about how silent reading is actually kind of recent and that like yeah just read out loud to each other or they would you know they'd write but like every time they'd be reading would, would basically be out loud and right I can't remember what it was but I can't remember the book it's from but it's like there are scenes in like in like classic literature where you know someone comes upon someone reading and it's implied that they're like alone but they're still reading out loud and there's all kinds of like oh. debate about this stuff, but it's like weird to think that at some point it switched over to like silent reading. I don't know. Right. Was, I don't know what, why I connected the two. Well, I guess I connected the two because I realized we'd had pets for much longer than we've been reading, which is kind of a weird, right. weird thing to think about. Right. Because also most people used to be like, if you go back to oral shit, like Greek shit. Right they just memorize the stories, tell it, memorize it. And most people were illiterate. The majority of people were illiterate. Right. So um, I don't know what that connection, it kind of like Tao was talking about that in his story when he was talking like that little back and forth with his dad, like, how do you know the fish can't feel that? And it's like, well, how do you know? I don't know that the fish can't, nah, something <laughs> like that. I'm a botch it. I'm a botch it. And it's like, how do you know the fish can't understand me or something like that? Well, how do you know? I, I don't know. Just right. that kind of self other thing and that kind of those kind of feelings come up when you think about think about you know think about animals <laughs> um yeah dude yeah I, yeah it's something that i that i've like it's so weird so like nicolette was out of town recently but even when she's here you know like i'll i'll often spend the day like singing different like nonsense songs to the dogs you know me and Nicolette will just like you got multiple dogs yeah we've got two dogs now I've got Kevin Amazing. and then I've got this little shih tzu that was my grandma's um and then she died so like she, I, I got the dog um but so we'll like sing to the dogs and we'll like talk nonsense to the dogs or we'll talk shit to the dogs and they can't respond which I which <laughs> I've joked that it's like the purest form of communication in that way. I'm like, maybe this is because they just can't talk back, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, it's definitely 
weird and 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 sometimes demented and sometimes sweet and sometimes other things, I guess. Who was talking to the dog? Someone was talking to the dog. Multiple people in the stories were talking about talking to the talking to the dogs. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's interesting because I feel like I have a fraught feeling with pets too because like I didn't have pets growing up, but well, I don't know why this is not about the book. This is about my relationship to animals. Oh, but fucking um, um, I had this. I, I liked how it turned to a, a lot of different sides of the pet stuff, even stuff like replace you know stand-ins for for kids with like a couple of them. I think it was a Manguso and the Iskandrian. I don't know if I'm saying that one right. Yeah. And then even like doing an unhealthy thing with pets, like with the with the Okoyomon one. But that was like the mom like putting a bunch of stuff onto the, you know, because I, I used to have an idea where like people, like I think Blake Butler had those bars where he was like, he like looked down on pet owners, mm-hmm. you know? Like I feel like I had that feeling a lot where like people would use animals to like, or I, I don't know, like be more emotionally distant, like not deal with their emotions, you know, <laughs> or I don't know. I had that feeling for a long time, but then, um, I don't know. It just took, it took all sides of the pet stuff. It took all sides of the aspects of it. Like, so, I don't know. Well, say more about that. You thought that people would like use pets as a way to ignore their feelings. Is that what you're saying or something? Okay, it's just, I should just say it. You can't start saying anything and then be scared. But it's like, because I, I lived with a cat for a year um, uh, with my ex, but then that was like really dope. But I was also allergic to cats. So, yeah. but I, I just did it for the love, you know? Yeah. But I feel like when me and my ex started to go distant, she just got more and more animals. <laughs> I felt like it was her way of just like, I go over there just to say, was that she got like, she's like Dr. Doolittle over here, got a fucking, you know what I mean? And I was like, I would start to resent it. I was like, pets are just a way to like, but I've been chilling with some dogs lately and I don't know. I also like how with like Ann Beattie, like pets could be like a plant too, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a hilarious conversation. I'm just, I'm just musing about different types of pets, but. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> How's it been since like, and since the drop and like, I mean, obviously it's a crazy time, but just like you worked on it for a while and, and. Do you have a lot of back and forth between like the, the all the people and that process of compiling it? Yeah, it took a, it took a long time to um or or a short time. I'm not really sure. I've heard that anthologies are like notoriously difficult to do. This one yeah. This one felt uh pretty uncomplicated like, you know, I just hit people up and asked if they wanted to do it. Originally the book was supposed to come out with Soft Skull. And so, okay. like, Yuka at Soft Skull was, like, helping me uh, get everything together. And she, like, helped with the whole process of everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it took maybe, like, a year and a half, a couple of years to put together. And, you know, we did a few rounds of edits and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, it was, like, I think people were pretty – it seemed like people were – happy to write about their pets and we I, I didn't give them like any specific you know I was just like we're doing anything about pets yeah or something about pets you know okay you didn't give them anything specific no because it felt like a lot of stuff about like names and, and there was a lot of good name stuff in there too yeah I was just I, I think guess I, it's just natural 
Yeah, I was just, I think I was just interested in like seeing what emerged, you know what I mean? Like, cause I've, I've been writing, a lot of the stuff I've been writing includes Kevin as, uh, you know, my dog as like a character, a minor or a major character or whatever. And I was just yeah. like curious to see what, what other people would do, you know? Yeah. Um, you working on a thing right now or? Yeah, yeah. You kind of finished some. What's that? Did you kind of you finish something recently, or? Yeah, I finished um, a novel like I think in November, and then I sent it to a couple people, uh, and I'm still waiting to hear like like a few agents that I and uh, I think one one editor, and I'm just waiting to hear back until. Nice. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah. And then I have like a story collection uh, that I'm gonna get together this this summer. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I hit uh, Young Americans. Oh, yeah. That's that throwback. That's that throwback. A lot of it was from exactly 10 years ago, I think, with the tweets cool. and stuff. It was like that summer, right? From 2010. Yeah, I guess so. I think you had one where you're talking about you're about, you're like, so it was high school to college transition, right? Yeah, yeah. I graduated high school in like 2011. So, yeah, I guess, I guess it was. <laughs> It's a crazy throwback because I when I put that together because I saw it came out in like 2013 I think so I wasn't sure and then you had some bars about your back uh, slanging the delivering the pizzas you know oh yeah <laughs> you ever look at that now what's that like no man I haven't looked at it I've got a few copies but I haven't looked at it in a long time like um I sometimes when I when I when I've seen certain poems from it I've felt relieved I've been like oh this is this is fine, but I mostly just feel like nervous to look at it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there's a good, there's a good self-burt quotient, which I respect a lot. You go in talking a lot of scatology, a lot of good stuff in there. Wait, uh, there's a good what? There's a good, like, I don't know. I say like self-murk is like when you kind of just put everything, you're, you're making yourself look wild on the page or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, or just going in, just going in. I was definitely going in. You're going in, but it was also so concise. Yeah. That's impressive to do at that age. I think when I was writing stuff at that age, I thought I was like Proust and something. I was just writing nonsense for pages. I don't know how you kept it so concise. I mean, I think, I think, um, I mean, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of the stuff I was reading was concise, you know? Yeah. And, um, and. I've sometimes wondered about how the internet has played into to things like that, you know, like I've thought about like why I mostly like publish really short things on Tyrant or why I like, yeah. why I like concise things. And it's mostly because I think um, online, I just can't read, you know, like for like super long, super involved for sure. stuff on, on the internet most of the time. Um, yeah. So stuff like, you know, I like books like that. And, and, whatever but that that felt that felt like that carried over with the um with this project i don't know everything was short that akuta that uh akutagawa akutagawa was fucking wild dude yeah um yeah it was sweet he's like uh ryan Choi translated that he sent me some stuff for tyrant too uh some translations and it's all awesome amazing yeah. Um, he, so he's the dude who started the Akutagawa Prize. Yeah, the author, the author, yeah. The author. It's, it's, it's at least, it's named after him. I don't know if he 
started it or if they did it like in commemoration of him or whatever. Posthumously. Right. Yeah. Because he has that, yeah, there's a couple of Japanese books that have won that prize that are fucking slap, dude. Um, Almost Transparent Blue. Have you read that book? I haven't. I haven't. I don't it's the other Murakami. Yeah, it's the young Murakami or older Murakami. Okay. Or maybe the same age. I don't know. But um, <laughs> either younger or older, or the same age. It, he wrote it when he was young. He wrote it when he was like 24. Whenever there's like a hundred-page book, someone wrote when they're 24. Although I guess you were probably like 21 when you wrote, or younger, 19 when you wrote Young Americans. Yeah, yeah. Even young. Yeah, I, I was. That's actually something I was thinking of. Like uh, when you're talking about stuff being concise, a lot of it is that I actually didn't have the skill. Like sometimes it's like I don't have the skill to do do anything else <laughs> you know what I mean it's like I think I think uh yeah I was what oh yeah, yeah yeah but I was thinking I was thinking about uh oh yeah Pink was saying that when he read reads his early stuff where he's like damn like that that fool was going you know that that version of myself was going through some shit back then like I guess you're not even looking at it but do you feel like a lot's changed since that project oh yeah yeah obviously I mean, yeah a lot I mean like like uh yeah, a lot's changed. It's it'd be it'd be hard to get yeah. into how much has changed because so much has changed. Yeah. But, uh, especially I feel like you know from being like a like a literal teenager to being in right. my late twenties now. I mean that's a period of like I think for most people just dramatic change. For sure. Or for know, sure. Uh, but I but but also but also I you know I'm, I one thing that happened like maybe a few years ago is like you know I've been writing a lot of like really little stories and um i don't remember why but I, I was looking at some old poems of mine i think someone told me they read my book and sometimes when people yeah. tell me they read young americans i like nervously open it because i'm like oh no this person read it <laughs> i like imagine them reading it imagine them for right? sure <laughs> and i was just and i was like noticing also though like a bunch of similarities between uh the stuff that I'm writing now and the stuff then. So I think like even though I don't know, like people what? are weird. You change a lot and also you stay the same a lot, you know? What elements did you feel carried over? Um I can't remember off the top of my head. For sure. You know. But Because so back then were you like did you know like what was uh like when you were putting stuff out back then, like in two thousand like did you like no, it was did you know about Sam Pink's writing and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, me and Sam was, have been friends since like I was in high school, and okay, now I've been friends since I was in high like high school, and a lot of the the those people I've known for like a really long time now, and I was also yeah. really influenced by them. Like when I was really young, and I like found like back then everybody used to have blogs, you know, on blogs, yeah. and like I would, and I found you know, I was like 16 or whatever, and I loved reading and writing, and I found a bunch of people online that I could relate with in all these, like, strangely specific ways, and I realized, that, you know, I was like, oh, you just send writing to people, and that's how you get it published. Like, I didn't realize that that's, right. you just had to send writing to people, you know, magazines or whatever. Um, right. And then it just kind of worked, and it was also a weird time because people like didn't weren't taking the internet very seriously and it was also hard yeah. to know, like who people were kind of and so I could just pretend to be I was like if I just pretend that I belong here like 
you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah. It's a free for all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And things were like, you know, HTML Giant was like pretty wild back then. There was just a lot of like, uh, yeah, it was fun, and 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 I'm I'm really glad that that's how I spent my. Yeah. No, I was. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was going crazy right reading the three books in like circulation. <laughs> I come with all these connections, even though you probably haven't looked at that book in a really long time. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of stuff like that I know from that and it reminds me of like early pink stuff too, where it's like this kind of feeling of like actually it was kind of like reminding me of a type of like indecision of choices that Kierkegaard was talking about. Because it was like you like stuck in your head, in your yeah. head and the levels and inability to act. Well, dude, I mean, that's I was like, feeling that a lot, bro. Yeah, and I think that's partly like what uh, stuff like 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 reading here, like you know, later in life. I mean, it's not late in life now, but you know, being yeah, gone through some shit. Reading, we all did, right? Reading, <laughs> right, right, reading Kierkegaard and like reading Dostoevsky and reading uh, other things like that, and and being able to recognize like uh, you know myself in in like a book like The Present Age and being like this dude is talking, you know, the stuff he's talking about is real and not, and it's, and it's, and I've experienced it. And like, I've been, you know, I've kind of like grown up in this, in this way. Um, and that, uh, I couldn't see at the time, but like, uh, I feel like I can see it kind of differently now. And, and, and what, did, what did you feel like was your main takeaway from that character art shit? Oh man. So we'll much. Put you on the spot now. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I mean, one of the things that he talked about was when he talked about, like, uh, I think, uh, uh, I want to try and figure out how to, how to, how to I know, dude, it's so hard to talk right now. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things he talks about, he talks about the public, and he talks about yeah. uh, the press. And I think, yeah. like, there's always this, and he talks about how they're basically abstractions, how, like, there isn't a public and there isn't a press. And, right. and a lot of the time, it's something that I think about a lot because like you can often sacrifice like real experiences and real people and real, like, re like basically things that are happening in reality. Uh, right. You can, you can sacrifice those things uh, like for some, for some sort of abstraction, I guess. Right. And it isn't always clear to me. And sometimes that's a good thing, I, but sometimes, but it isn't always clear to me that that's, uh, a, a good thing. Um, like one of the one of the problems that I've been thinking about lately is like, uh, like, like how like how do you love a group? Like how could you love the public, for example? You know what I mean? How could how do you right. love a group, or how do you right. care for, or how do you um, treat a group? You know what I'm right. saying? It's actually like a a complicated question and. Um, it's something I've been thinking about a lot since reading that. I've also thought about like this this idea for for Kierkegaard of like, um, well, I think this is maybe the first book where he uses resentment, resentment yeah. in that way. Yeah. And, um, and that's also something that I think about a lot. Like, right. Because Kierkegaard says that one thing that like the man of the present age or something, like uh, one thing that a certain kind of person can't deal with is the idea that maybe. I think he uses the phrase people of note or notable people, but like right. maybe the, the, the notable people are notable because they deserve to be. Right. 
and not not all not all the time obviously but like for a certain kind of person the thought like that a thought like that would just crush them right you know what I mean? um because like they could only think of themselves in relation to it in a type of envy yeah. that falls into resentment which is a precursor to Nietzsche this is before Nietzsche yeah, too exactly. which is kind of crazy this is a rude idea of a lot of Heidegger stuff you not to get too wild but yeah yeah exactly and I think like that idea I mean resentment envy uh these kinds of things aren't things that I see people talking about very much and I think that they're like basically fundamental to our experience and totally and that um and mine too you know like so it's not that it's not that like we, anyway um and so <laughs> what, bro? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll let you say what you want to say. I'm not gonna no, say no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not that I'm, you know, I'm somehow immune to these kinds of things or something like that. But right. But um, uh, yeah. There's just so much, so much shit in the book that I thought was like uh, applicable and and uh, yeah, compelling. I guess. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that's what that was. You hit it because you're talking about like, like. I think what 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 the present age that he's talking about that started the current age that we're in right mm -hmm. now because you could say oh 1843 how does that relate to today but it's like I think it's the shift out of like a hierarchic system because you think about they, Greek times oh he talks about he talks about the leveling mechanism and the level the leveling mechanism yeah. so the, the the sus element of Kierkegaard of this book reading this book is he's going like oh everything's leveled everything's like equality there's no um because greek times like you know we're reading all these people but like one sixth of the population were non-slaves essentially in greek times right. you know what i mean and then like after that it's like a feudal system and there's like a monarchy right so like obviously that's bad because people are born into a caste and they're just stuck in that caste and it's good that we've evolved out of that right. but there's also a comfort to like knowing the tears or something because then you have something you're looking up to and then that became like god but then like god's gone now so then it's like the idea of the public is the thing. But then like, that's not a real thing. Right. Well, <laughs> the public is not a real thing. It's an idea of like a group. And he talks about, there's no like steady acts, acts of like, he talks about like, there's no like sustained passion. There's just like a little burst of enthusiasm. Right. And then that reminded me of the news cycle. Right. Like a little burst of a new, every single day there's a new like burst of enthusiasm. And then people say something about it, but we don't do anything. And it's just, by and large goes away i mean like there's i was reading something and it was right. talking about you know like for the last three years and you know there's every day every week there's like something we all need to be paying attention to right now and it's the biggest thing it's the most important thing and it's a matter of life and death or or, or whatever um right. and the specifics of that change over time but the, the the sense of urgency stays the same. You know what I mean? Right. And, it, and right. It's, in this weird way, like it it it's like this. Um, uh, yeah, it's like this. It's like uh, some of it isn't isn't an aspect of it isn't grounded in in reality. It's like it's a kind of it's a kind of um, like energy or a kind of narrative or a kind of like uh, a kind of I don't know how to describe it, but it's yeah. You know. No, it's not based in like, I don't know. I mean, kind of like what you're saying, like tangible actions are going outside. Like I don't know. Like I think that's another thing too. Like when you're writing about, when people are writing about their animals and stuff. Like I like things that are like grounded in reality and like grounded in actions. 
And like, even a lot of people, you said in the intro, you're like, oh, I'm not going to do a meta thing. But there was a kind of meta thread with a lot of people talking about like, um, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm writing this, um, you know, like that kind of feeling. So it was like, or even just like, yeah, just yesterday, like walking around and like, having like face-to-face interactions, like everything's getting more abstract because we're so isolated right now too. Do you know what I mean? And we over here talking on the virtual, but at least we got, we got the face and the audio, you know, yeah. sort of real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to escape the, um, I mean, one of the things about, I, I keep talking about the gear VR, but one of the things about, you know, like yeah, the, it's a good... the reflective age, I guess is what he calls it, but like, like I, I think in the intro I was like, oh, I'm not going to do a meta thing. And then I like am obviously doing a meta thing. And my, the, my novel is like a meta, I guess, quote unquote. And like, I think it's kind of difficult to escape. I mean, for me, having grown up with the internet too, it's like, I, I, you know, I see like a, like, a, like, a, like a very limited version of myself reflected back at me constantly. I'm like seeing what other people expect of, of me or of each other more or less constantly I'm seeing how they're trying to present themselves yeah in this like kind of public way and I'm seeing it basically all the time and so I don't know the effects of that on on and so like and so someone like Kierkegaard who wants like a direct action or like a more integrated or embodied uh like existence uh would be I think like highly disappointed at like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or at least maybe not surprised actually maybe not surprised but but um well the yeah. other funny yeah the other funny element of your guy is also like you imagine this dude like i don't know if you know much about like his personal life or whatever like uh-huh. he was like kind of super eccentric like he had wild like clothes and like wild hair and he just like walk around fucking that in denmark and would just be like like i don't know he's almost like a parody of the guy who's like looking at all the people he's like you sheep like you're doing nothing like i'm here i'm the real one like and he like takes everything super literally like he he gets all mad when people read the bible aesthetically he's like no like he's actually about to kill his son like i might kill my son like bro chill that's that's too far (laughs) that's a misinterpretation you know like and then also like his girl left him for a dude with money when he was like 27 and then at 30 he like dropped three books and then they're all under different pseudonyms and like one, they're all like kind of about that. Sort uh-huh. of. So he was like that anguish solo dude. So you kind of got to take that with a grain of salt too. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like lamenting the heroic age because he wants to be the hero, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, I've seen, I've seen people say something, say similar stuff about Nietzsche and the Ubermensch. Right. Like basically like a sickly dude who's like, just like, envious yeah he's that syphilis well yeah Yeah, he's all booked up and he's just like uh i've read a little about his relationship with wagner and how he like kind of was like basically melting in wagner's shadow yeah like that and 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 so like nietzsche also i think at least i've i've seen people say that he he had something similar going on where he was like yeah i think i think he got spurned by a girl but then like she was also with his friend or something i don't know i remember hearing that but a lot of, a lot of those a lot of those crazy bars come out of angry yeah anyway <laughs> but <Yeah>. um <laughs> no but it, it is it is tough like i don't know i don't know i'm not gonna go but just i think a tough thing right now is like 
and thinking about things like ideas like the public where it seems like a unifying thing but it's actually like a, a whole bunch of people and actually an abstraction is like i think the tough thing is like you want to not essentialize people like not limit people to a group or i don't know this is a tough thing because there's also i think there's a lot of stuff going on right now that's like needed needed to be purged you know on a baseline level sure. like needed to be expressed you know um and you just hope that's the main thing that gets taken away and you can like actually act on it you know one i think it's happening yeah one hopes you know what i mean yeah <laughs> for sure for sure for sure um, yeah there's have you have you um one of the things i was thinking about was like uh have you heard of this dude Rene Girard? That sounds familiar. He he talks about how um how I was just thinking about what you were saying, how how you know like there were the casts and then there was uh you know right. or what like the what you were talking about. And monarchic system, yeah. Right, right, right. But he has this idea about about desire. Um and I don't need to get into it to Han, but I feel like it it so I've I've recently I feel like it's relevant because like he's uh, like a French sixties dude. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. uh sixties. When was like yeah, he I think I think the sixties. Like the Liz and shit? What's that? Like all like all those like the Liz and like all I don't I'm I'm totally I don't know. I should just do a Wikipedia search, but it reminds me of in that category of like Yeah, he he was like he started off as a literary critic, and he actually brought Derrida and I think Lacan to the states for the first time, like at some symposium. Gotcha. Johns Hopkins, where he he taught, but he he um he thought of he so he developed like this theory of of desire, which was basically that like you know people are born, and we're before we learn anything, we learn we mimic you know we mimic people. That's how we learn to talk. That's how we learn to like move our bodies and things like that and so yeah. he, he thinks that like desire basically comes from the fact that like basically we mimic each other's desires and so like i see someone desiring something and then therefore i want it too and that yeah. inevitably leads to like um essentially like mini conflicts all throughout society all throughout the family and our personal relationships like everywhere right and, um and he, uh, oh man, I just realized I started off on like a, a tangent that's going to take a second, but he, no, it's all good, <laughs> but he, um, I'm right there with you. So, so, and so he, he looked at history so he, and he, and he also, he, so there are all these, um, like mimetic conflicts going on all the time and you can't always address interpersonal conflicts directly or, and you can't always address, like, these are kind of pre-conscious things happening, whatever. And so what he thinks is that we then find scapegoats and so and so like you know if you're like ever at work and you break a glass and you're just like fuck this job or something like that right or like right. Fuck this, you get mad at your coworker or something like that you know right um uh oh man yeah so anyway but so so one of the things that uh they he uh, I don't know. I'm losing. I'm, that I'm, happens more now because there are no, like, because you you were talking tying it to how things were different before with like the with like the hierarchies and the built in. Well, it was just one of the things. So so he one of the things I was thinking about. Oh no no, this is what I was thinking when you were talking about how now kind of the public is 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 right. basically this deified abstraction. 
Right. He says that what happens is that like, um, is that when you don't have a transcendent model, so like, what, what, like, like mm -hmm. for example, when you don't, when you're not, when you're not, when you're mimicking other people, or when your model is other people, or if your model is the public, or your model is some sort of other person, right. you end up like a slave to this this mimetic cycle of desiring the same thing, uh, kind of like having conflict as a result of that, scapegoating others, et cetera, and so forth. And so like, right. um, for him, he also came back to religion where he, where he, where he was like, the thing that for him, and cause he studied archeology span and anthropology and all this kind of stuff. And for him, or maybe just not archeology, span but anthropology, yeah. Yeah. Literary theory, all this stuff but for him, what 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 the christian story does is like jesus comes down and says like mimic me and what that does and you know jesus dies on the cross and all this kind of thing right. but what that does is it like in theory relieves you from having to mimic like other living people and right. the conflict that results from that and so like um one of the things that i that i've thought about in terms of like because i've really been into like reading the Dostoevsky, I've, I felt really affected by like the Dostoevsky books I've read recently, the Kierkegaard thing, other things I've been reading. So I feel like I've noticed how much in my life I've basically um, uh, unthinkingly um, like mimicked uh, people or like the culture or the public or just been you know, possessed by ideas that I hadn't thought through or, or things like that. And like a lot of the, um, the stuff that, that, uh, sorry, there's also a voice in my head that keeps happening. Where I'm like, I'm not talking about pets at all, but anyway. Oh like, yeah. We'll come, <laughs> back. we'll come back. It's a long <laughs> form, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's, but there's like, but, uh, I think, I think seeing how, I've unthinkingly uh, like contributed to various uh, systems and acted out on various impulses and been blind to myself in such significant right. ways. And um, it makes it, uh, you want to get out of it. You want to get out or, okay. Cause, cause, that's true. Okay, can I jump in real quick? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking like, like, okay, like, but we also, I, we also, um, like, that's totally natural to just to have certain things you follow, like, like, you're a little kid, like, you learn to, you learn to talk, like, you have a parent, you know, like, that's your only reference point, you know, yeah. what I mean, or like, because like, I think, um, and that reminds me of like how we're in certain circumstances and we act according, like I remember in the pink pod, Sam was talking about how like animals have uh, cracked the code because they have their task and they don't question the task. They don't go like, oh, should this actually be my task? Should I actually get this nut? You know, that sounds, you know what I'm saying? Like acorn. Yeah. Like they just do that. And we all do that. And I think like something Kierkegaard was talking about was like, because there's no established authority, like, that you always make, you always mock authority. He says, even in old times, even when it was the king, you right. always mock the king. But once you're done mocking him, you know, he's the king. Right. Right. 
So you have a frame of reference. And in order to like, or it's kind of imagine like game theory, like you need to play a game in order for like life to be meaningful. But in order to play a game, you have to have a quote unquote father or an authority that you believe in enough to validate playing the game. Right. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like now the public is the daddy or the, 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 the overseeing authority. So then you make, so then like the leaders don't have any, like, I don't know, it just turns into a thing where that's what leads to the Rosanti mom, because why should you listen to any leader? Cause it's everybody's, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know. And like, once, once you don't believe in any authority, like you can't play any game, you can't partake in any games. And I don't know, that reminds me of just like my early twenties, like being so bitter towards like every system. Right. And wanted to be completely outside of it. But then like, kind of like, you just, it's like you're, it's like your bars and young Americans. Like there's, what's the point? How, how do I act? And well, dude, how do I act? How like that? And that, and that's, that's the question, dude. And that's a right. serious question. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a serious question. If there's no, it's how I, yeah, go ahead. If there's no difference between anything. Right. How do I act? You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and it's not, and the thing is, is that, is that like some, there is, uh, yeah, and so and so like, I, you have to ahead. put stock in something. You have to put stock in the validity of something. Right. You know what I mean? And this isn't a this isn't a moral thing for me. This is straight up like when I'm fucking like on a nocturnal bender or something, or I'm lost in a loop of you know how do I get out of that? I do something. I go fucking go for a walk. I I get you know I literally act. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like we have to have someone to say like walking's a good thing to do push-ups between every hourly sig is a good thing to do to, you know, get the balance right, you know, get yeah. both sides. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, Sorry, that, was a, that was a rant, but. Oh, no, no, it's good, it's my dog's barking, I don't know if you can hear. Yeah, it's very uh, on brand. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I feel like, I feel like um, I'm making a bunch of scattered, saying a bunch of scattered things. My bad, dude. This is why no, I no, date people into just going off course. I don't have no. a good uh, guide interview. No, it's ethic. not here. I, I, was, I was hoping that something, something, uh, something comes across. But yeah, I think I think um, yeah, having experienced that truly like undifferentiated, not truly, but like, but as as a pretty significantly undifferentiated like state of being and like the right. paralysis that results and how like useless like how like how useless a person can be when they're like I have been or people can be when they're in that place and then how resentful you can be because like right. you look at the world around you and you see people moving and you see people doing this or that and and, and playing the uh, game playing the game a game <laughs> right exactly all game and right you're, and, you're, and, and and i think like there can be this like seething uh desire to like just tear it down because like I, I totally relate with with like uh being very young you know when i was really really young i was like played in diy punk bands i was like reading all the radical literature i was like yeah i was writing you know like i was writing i was six, 16 or 15 and right maybe even younger and writing essays about like anti-capitalism and all this kind of stuff right and it's interesting now looking back on that and being like i not only didn't know anything but i was like motivated to believe 
all of these things because of the kind of weak person I was, basically. And or because of the kind of circumstances you were in. You got to right. give yourself, be yourself, because we are like those animals. We respond to the environment, you know? In part, in part, definitely. Okay. In yeah. part, you know? I mean, I'm not saying that everyone who's anti-capitalist, I'm not saying that. I'm saying for me, my, I'm saying that, like, seeing how one can be motivated to believe something due to, like, you know, uh, various psychological things or various, like, insufficiencies right. in, in, in various ways, you know what I'm saying? It's right. Like, it's like, uh, it's like, is is interesting. I don't know how this works. Yeah. I'm trying to, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, my bad. We'll bring it back. But I was just going to say, like, I think maybe there is an element of that, too, where you kind of have to, like, hit a bottom with seeing how that can, uh, that can uh, completely be groundless. And then you start to, you know what I mean? So when you see people who are really on that, like, everyone's got a, their own site. They're at a different stage in their, in their cycle of it. You know what I mean? Where you kind of have to go through that a little bit, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I oh, felt yeah. that. Oh yeah. I couldn't get out of those ideas until I literally like couldn't function anymore. I was like, I got to reevaluate things one time, you For know? Sure, dude. Or <laughs> yeah. Or you, or you like cause pain in someone's life or you do, you know, absolutely. And I'm not knocking, I'm not trying to knock myself or anyone else. It's just like, one of the things, one, I, I think I can tie it into pets. We'll, we'll try it. Go, shoot, oh, bro. Okay. I was about to, too. I was about to also. I had, I had a thread also. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So, um, I don't remember what I was listening to the other day, but um, someone was talking about how Foucault had this idea that back in the day, the, the kind of peasants uh, or the serfs or whoever, uh, you know, in like pre-modern times were in some ways more free than we are because they... He, Interesting. He, he used the phrase that they lived in the shadow of power. And so they like, yeah. and so they, power couldn't really see them and didn't really care what they were doing. And they also didn't simultaneously, they didn't have like the, the internal desire for that kind of power exactly. So they could, they were, could focus on their right. family or they could focus on all different kinds of things. And, grind. and right, right, right. And you know, spiritual things or whatever they're, whatever they're focused on getting, getting water from the well or whatever. Getting that water, yeah, yeah dehydrated, yeah. getting that shelter. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. basic shit. And I was thinking, like, like recently, one of the things, um, uh, you know, it, I, it feels weird. It felt weird releasing pets during COVID. It feels weird talking about pets right now with all this stuff going on. And I was thinking, though, that, like, you know, if, if like, the, the kind of, like, government overlords or, like, you know, the people in power, if they want the kind of, like, political power, uh, you know, and then if, and if the media wants, like, or, or if people on social media are, are, you know, squabbling over narrative power, right. if, like, if, the, if the public wants the power that the public has or whatever, it's like, they can't have like the, they can have it and they can't, but what they can't have is like my own or like uh, my own, I guess, like uh, they can't have my relationship with my dogs. Right. <laughs> you know, they can't have, they can't have the songs that I sing to my dogs. They can't have the right. lyrics that people uh you know write about their pets or their their the, you know my experience of like love for my pets it's because here right. is that if i spend my time raging out all the time in my heart they have everything you know what i mean right. everything's gone right. just take everything just take everything right. i don't need it man you know like i don't have i don't have a family i have to be attend to i don't have a girlfriend i have to attend to or, or pets that i you know what i mean right just take everything you know there's what I mean? a narrow yeah there's <laughs> and, and it's like dude you can't and i think like I think at some point, um, 
for me, it becomes, it becomes like that where it's like, you know, you can, there are things you can do to make the world a better place. And it's a noble thing to want to make the world a better place and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I've seen, you know, like, I've seen a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, we don't need literature like this right now. This like da 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 da, da. and it's like, dude, yeah, we do. <laughs> really? You've been you've been hearing that energy? Yeah, I've been seeing it. Dude, I think especially, I mean, I don't know, like, there is a kind of, like, let's not just in terms of what's happening down economically with like the lockdown and stuff. It's like there is a heightened awareness of like the necessity of like a type of autonomy or a self-containedness of what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like you got you, your animal, like your, your pet, you know, your grind or whatever, that's naturally going to come out of this, which I think will be a good thing. I don't know. You see people like fucking so many people's, I went, try to go, I tried to get some shorts the other day, but all the corporate stores were closed. Fucking H. I don't. I wasn't gonna go to H and M, but there's an H and M right there. Oh, you wanna go to H and M, dude? <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, bro. I was just, Man, you. I fucking. If it was open, we gonna the drought. I need some shorts. I got one pair of fucking soccer shorts. It was all boarded up. Fuck, dude. I was gonna go to Foot Locker. I was gonna Champs. They were all closed, and then they had like one store that was like on Lennox, and it was like um, it wasn't a corporate store. It was like, uh, fucking Styles or whatever, you know. And that shit had a social distance line down the block. You know what I mean? And then, um, and then people are, people are like, the bars are closed, but you can do to-go drinks. But like, um, so people are just drinking on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if it's f filling out my point, but I guess my point is, I was still, that I got this derailed by the fact you called me out on my H&M-ish. <laughs> yeah. um, fuck, dude, I shouldn't have said that. But, um, but like, there is like an element of like, I don't know, like the businesses that are open are the, the localized people who are like scrapping, like making it, like there's a more, there's an enforced autonomy just for survival at this point for a lot of people, which I mean, I don't know, obviously there's way darker fucking clouds descending economically to like, that's kind of like a, but I want to say that, I want to say that, or even like doing stuff selling stuff on your own or I don't know that's kind of an old I just I want to I want to say that and I want to think that that's going to be a result of all this but I don't know <laughs> like I said dude one hopes you can hope yeah one hopes one hopes yeah um are you staying act like are you are you we we're talking about how in order to not get overwhelmed by all the indecision and inability to act like are you 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 you, you got things you do active like routines you do and whatnot to like stay okay amidst all this i mean because a lot of people are you know pretty fucked up like just from being inside and locked down for so long you know yeah man um yeah i think it i think it's i think it's gonna like a, a process or whatever but it's like exercising helps like reading helps talking to people helps like uh praying or meditating you know helps like uh, yeah some sort of like uh you know, engaging, like, like, I think, I think, um, maybe one of the reasons why I kept wanting to, to, to bring up the Kierkegaard or the Dostoevsky or these kinds of things, and, and similar to the pets, is, like, engaging with literature, or reading things that are, uh, like, basically life-affirming, or, or, yeah, that aren't, like, rooted in, kind of, like, uh, nihilism, or, or, right, or, 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 like, or that aren't this kind of, like, everything is the same, and arbitrary, and this kind of thing, right, uh, just kind of like, 
Um, and I think too, over time, uh, yeah, just, just, yeah, anyway, anyway, so, so those are the practical things I've been doing, trying to stay off the internet a bunch, you know, I read yeah. this, you know, so that I'm not just like sitting here, like raging out or whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm always trying to say, find out ways to say, like, not use the word religion or religious, <laughs> but that's why I like when he talks about like cultivating that inwardness or whatever, like that strength or whatever, and whatever that means to you, like, and there was a spiritual element to some of the stories, like, I don't know, like, like Blake's Blake's piece like hit super hard because um it was a lot about grief and like his he was like a skeptic the most skeptic of pets but then like the chickens and his like dad uh, his dad you know and then um there was a spiritual element to a lot of the the, the stories you know um um I really like yeah something you were saying earlier about uh the peasants being happier do you know Pablo? That was me. That was Foucault. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, that was Foucault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. I know that that could be that could be super. Oh yeah, you <laughs> fucking Castro wants everyone to go back to being peasants. Um, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, that's yeah. the fucking that's the clip. Um, nah. Um, um, but you know, you know, uh, you heard of this uh, Miranda? You, know, you heard of Miranda Popkey? Uh huh. Oh, okay. She got this drop on. Um, it's like her first book, but it's like a it's like a nop drop, but it's called Topics of Conversation, but um i feel like it's in this category of of like some some female writers whatever i'm good <laughs> some female writers like maybe like sheila hetty or like jenny offill or something you know like because when they come through when okay this is an observation i've observed <laughs> this is an observation i've seen yeah 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 when when women come through with some wild wild bars that ex like we have a we have a cultural limited view of what women can be and what they can say i feel like maybe am i going off the deep end dude i'm oh, no, no, nervous i, I just okay. what you're saying yeah yeah and um but basically um it's one of these books i noticed with sheila hetty too like if you go on their like amazon book if you go on their amazon it has like two stars but a shitload of ratings because like people can't handle like that it's like expanding their like I remember Sheila had to, like how should a person be was like really irreverent with how she talks about certain things and just different complexities of like her experience. And I feel like oftentimes when books are like that, especially with female writers, like if a dude is super irreverent, it's like, oh, this dude's wild, you know? And if a woman's super irreverent, we kind of like the culture kind of from both sides, you know, it's like, this is like not, this is not how women should be represented, but it's just like her own personal shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, I think oh, one of the things that, that I've thought about, and I think there's like, I think this is for me one, one thing that makes literature kind of unique is that, you know, it's like in a lot of these ways, um, and this goes back to the thing about abstraction, right? It's like, you know, you think like, um, you know, I want to, you know, I want to read a woman author or I want right. this, you know, and, and but what, what you end up happening is that you encounter an individual right so you right. say i want to you know you you think of you think of a, a group identity or any other abstraction it could be you know uh and and which has obviously real world implications but right you know, but but i think like one of the things about about literature is that it actually presents um a, a kind of like like a whole 
not a whole person, but it can present like aspects of the whole person that 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 don't fit neatly into into certain certain narratives or certain cultures. And so it's like a lot of the time, I think, because for me, I took a, I took a class. I took a women in literature class. I went. I I didn't get a bachelor's degree, and I'm like in school. Yeah. But I took one, yeah. and and a part of the reason that I took it was because I was like really excited. Like a lot of my favorite authors are women, you know. Yeah. And like the professor, not only hadn't like heard of any of the the authors that I liked, but like it seemed like we were reading people with very similar. It it, it wasn't a varied reading experience. I guess is what I'm trying. Right. To say. And so like, um. Yeah, for me, one of the one of the one of the beautiful things about literature is it can like offer this kind of like textured and like like true or at the very least like specific particular particular exactly yeah particular yeah. glimpse into a particular person and that yeah. that really can transcend the kind of like limiting like um, uh, narratives imposed from wherever because it can you know right. people impose all kinds of things in all kinds of ways or whatever. And um, that's so important. Yeah. I feel like that particularizing, cause that's a thing. I mean, if you think of the history of any disadvantaged groups revolt, that initial process of being like, we're here as a unit is the first step. It's like the waves of feminism or something, you know, that's the first step, but that has an essentializing effect. Cause it's saying everyone in the group is the same. Right. But then the next step is to like, not essentialized and particularized everybody you know but you if there's rights that aren't there you need to squat up as a group to be heard initially which i think is happening in a lot of different ways you know what i mean yeah um but i guess i was just gonna say with that she, she was she's she got all these wild stories about women it's all women telling stories about relationships and stuff right and i actually only read part of it but my uh the lady was reading it she was telling about it but there was a part where like it was talking about like dating, uh, dating, uh, like, uh, like, a. it was talking about like the counterintuitive, uh, pleasure of having things decided for you, mm. you know? Oh, yeah. And it like, it reminded me of, um, wrong book. I think it was Manguso. Was Man did Manguso have the the funny the funny trainer? She had the funny trainer Peggy, I think. No, no, um, that or, was, no, that was Iskandrian. Kristen, yeah. Right, Kristen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She said, um, oh yeah, er, she told us every that every dog was desperate for a master, and if we didn't behave like masters, we would become the dogs, and Frankie would make the. I don't know. There's. <laughs> that's some good shit, dude. Yeah, that's some good shit, dude. And and there was all kinds of stuff about like. Remember I was saying um, I had this resentment towards like, I felt like people would use their pets to like be their children or something or be their, you know? And she had the whole, I felt was really deep talking about how like she sometimes just wanted to nix her dog or like nix her kids, you know? Like having that feeling, but then also understanding the gradations of love. Yeah. And like, that was all, that complicated that idea for me. Cause yeah. I was like, there's different types of, there's different levels of commitment and stuff like that, you know? Um, so basically like, yeah, you can't just use a pet to replace uh, an ex. <laughs> it, it, funny is like, I had to do, I had to do another, I don't know if it's like coming out or not, but I had to do like another yeah. podcast about pets. 
And the oh dude, yeah. The dude asked me if um, and this is something like I didn't know, and I was like kind of nervous or whatever. And the dude asked me if like the pets, if my pets in my relationship with Nicolette have like replaced kids, and I like told him this like weird anecdote. I told him this thing that I thought it just popped into my head. It was from this movie yeah. Gates of Heaven by Errol Morris. Have you seen that? I haven't, but I've seen Errol Morris movies. Okay, I've right. seen a couple of Errol Morris movies. And so this movie is about like the first pet cemeteries that pop up. And one of the, uh, are you there? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, okay. You, you, you froze. Um, oh, one, of the, one, of the, um, one of the dudes who started one of the first pet cemeteries said that people were basically getting, they were waiting to have children. So they were getting dogs um, right. because they needed something to fondle. Right. And I just thought that was like a funny, a funny use of words or whatever, like. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I've worried since then that like the, the humor of that didn't come through in, in the other, the other, the other podcast that I did. Cause I, oh, was, I was like, oh yeah, like, like fondling, <laughs> instead of kids, we need pets to fondle or something. Right. Cause you'd be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like. You had, those, you had those bars about lusting after, those joke bars about right. lusting after. Yeah, well, yeah, Tao had those bars about talking, talking, talking uh, to the dog, like, with attentive patience, sustained curiosity, unconditional love, was probably how they treated me when I'd been small and dog-like. Mm. I like thinking of ourselves, I like thinking, like, especially when I'm thinking, I like thinking about, um, like, you know, you're saying you feel like you're getting corralled into ways of emulating certain people or adhering to certain systems of meaning, and you feel like you kind of, like, were pre-conscious, and you, you're almost mad at yourself for just getting, not mad for copying certain, not for mad. sure, for sure, I'm, I'm hyperbolizing it, trying to make a point, but, okay, like, okay. I feel like, I, 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 I found it really calming to be, like, no, you are like a like, especially when I'm writing about like maybe like bad or like sus things I've done in the past. Like, you are kind of like a little dog. Like, you follow different things and you have like basic needs. And like, I mean, obviously, like we can talk and stuff, but like sometimes there's something like comforting about that. Or sort of, sometimes there's a thing where like forgiving yourself. I think uh, the grief one, the Mangusa one, that one hit me the hardest. I don't know why. I think I'm like kind of like sort of like the emo song like on the album that like I secretly like the most because yeah. that has so much feeling in it yeah. and it was because it was dealing with the grief you know and and euthanizing the cat and uh and then she had that that moment of wanting to run away from her grief and being like the grief you're feeling right now is exactly what you need to be feeling like she had that idea come in her head mm -hmm. and something like that's how I think about like oh I am kind of just like an animal too like I can forgive myself like I was just following my nose you know <laughs> yeah I don't know if I justify it too much by saying I'm a dog but I kind of am a dog too you know <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're, uh, I don't know we're part animal that's real <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Go ahead. yeah you feel fuck it's, it's hard to, it's hard to to talk about stuff without going back to everything that's going on but I also kind of don't want to too much yeah I'm a little worried I'm a little worried about uh 
not having expressed myself carefully, but that's okay. <laughs> oh shit! Already? Okay, then I won't prod more. No, I no, think no, I no, think no, 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 no. That's that's good. I need to learn how to. One of the things is that I I would like to get better at like um, at speaking. Like I'm not really. Yeah. You know, it's like I've I I think partly one good thing that happens when people go to school, at least it seems to me, is that they learn how to talk about stuff because they're like in class and they're talking about things. And I feel like for me, I've just read stuff and I've typed stuff, but I haven't had much occasion to like talk out loud. Yeah. Things. And I, it's something that I would like to get, get better at. It's like, uh, me too, man. Yeah. I usually just, I usually just ramble for a long amount of time. And then, it's uh, a good, yeah, it's a good, um, it's a good thing to, to be able to do. I, I was thinking about one thing about pets, um is that like i've heard people talk about and i guess speaking of talking too but i've heard people talk about how it's like people project love onto pets or something like that yeah yeah it's something that i've been wondering about because it does seem like i actually have a relationship with my dogs yeah but uh do you feel like you do that I feel like I do. I feel like I do. And I, and part of me wonders, I mean, like every relationship, I guess, is partly, partly a projection. You know what I mean? Like, I like it's partly a projection, but I'm, I, I have been wondering lately, like how, I don't know what, what, <laughs> if anything, my, uh, my dogs feel about me. I want to be loved back, dude. It feels like I'm loved back. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think it makes you more like better like by having that relationship oh yeah and, that's that's a good that's a good a good thought yeah like i like yeah. I'm, somehow, I'm somehow cultivating like a more loving reality by like loving something day in and day out and taking care it's, of and stuff it's especially dogs like yeah um i've been kind of going out of the city every now and then to stay at the at my uh partner's place and she and she got a little seven month puppy and he makes like direct, she makes direct eye contact. Like she just looks right in your eyes. Right. There's something about that that's like extra animate, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, my two dogs like are, are basically the opposite of each other, but Kevin is like very expressive. And most people who meet him remark almost immediately how human he seems. Like he's very like expressive and, and really attentive to everything that's going on yeah and so yeah and then my other dog bugsy is like very stupid and pretty ugly i think he's cute now but i always it took a while for me to warm up to him and he's got like eyes that look in different directions and i think like oh damn so like they're and they're kind of cloudy and so i maybe i just feel like he's less uh emotional or something because he can't like look at me in the in the eyes and, and move his face properly or something so you think you think the books books are going to make it you think we're going to keep keep rolling or is everything gonna come crashing down oh i think people need books man i think i know i do yeah you know like I like I mean I that's one thing that I've come because like that's just one thing that I keep coming back to dude is like um 
things have been really bad for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and at, at almost every point in history, it's kind of the norm, basically. And yeah. um, at least from my perspective. And so like, and I think like, um, you know, you wouldn't want to look at like the historical context of, of I don't know, you think, think, of, think of any, any book that you like a lot. You wouldn't want to look at the historical context and be like, you know, they shouldn't have written that then. They should have been, I don't know, you know, you, what do you mean? Um, man, I don't want to talk about it. I, I feel like, I feel like this whole conversation I've been like, uh, having a hard time expressing myself. Um, I feel like literature is important. And I feel like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like, um, like the, you know, the specifics of, of our shared material reality change, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Um, but the thing that endures uh, would ideally be the thing that, that literature is exploring, you know, and yeah, and whether you want to call it the human spirit or whether you want to call it, I don't know, certainly people's love for pets uh, I think isn't going anywhere. For sure. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't know, actually. I don't know, hopefully, but it's... Yeah, so obviously everything's... You think there's any, like, spring readings or doing any type of Zoom stuff or... No, I don't really know. Dude, I don't really like readings that much. We were, well, we were actually, you mean for pets? Yeah, we were going to do a... <laughs> is that what you mean? <laughs> we were going to do a reading at uh, at Franklin Park. I've never been there yeah. where they do the Franklin Park readings and... Uh, and people were gonna, we were gonna do it in the courtyard and people were gonna bring their pets. So hopefully- Oh, could, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And we had like a bunch of, it was a sweet lineup. So hopefully- Word, dude. Um, you been? You've, been, you've been all right? What was that? So how you been? Yeah, dude, I'm just, I mean, it's tough not being able to work. Like speaking of like action, snapping yeah. you out of stuff, man. When I came out here, like, just being able to go build some stuff like go 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 get on the train and that's such a it's such an important necessary calming thing so yeah trying to trying to fab because it feeds the other stuff you know and but at the same time dude i i have a pretty solitary grind so like materially i'm not i mean besides the work i'm not doing that much different stuff but the fact that i can't is like just that nagging undercurrent of like you know, I think like the indefiniteness of it is what is making people go crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like if you, you just like what kind of what kind of an what's that? Like just we it could be ten years. It's gonna be you know like that that fucks with people's because you need to project forward. Like it okay. fucks with your whole ability to think of projects and shit. You know? What else? Yeah. Recently, dude. What was that? I said, what else you've been reading recently? Have you read um, This is the only one that I've read, I should say, too. Oh, wait. I thought people you, aren't going to see this. I held it up so that people could see yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got a different cover. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I went in I went in on a lot of, like, fear and trembling and, um, some, and repetition. Like, repetition. Like, but I don't know. He has a lot of stuff, like, yeah, just affirm, like, affirming stuff, like, on that baseline level of like, I don't know, just like, I don't try to get too heady about it. I just think of like, if you're fucked up and then 
you could find an idea that helps you like be more okay and be more active and be more like engaged. Like that's, that's good. I kind of, I feel like I kind of went away from getting, I don't know. I feel like it's like a recalling an older self whenever I get back into like the existentialist mode or whatever. But, um, but, um, is, uh, how is, how is it with like, so you and Nicola live together. So like, how is like, what's, do you guys have a, do you guys like, is she like working on stuff and you guys have like a, do you guys like have an interactive relationship with like how you guys grind on stuff or um yeah kind of your own private things um we definitely uh i mean we read each other's stuff you know and like yeah. it's nice because like we can like sit down and actually write at the same time or we can like read at the same time without like really bothering each other that much being quiet yeah exactly we can be quiet and like um she likes it more. She likes, I, I don't like to show her or anyone my stuff until it's like basically done, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, but, but so I'll, I'll read her stuff more. Or like we'll work together on that stuff more. We do actually do this thing. We do like 20 minute, what we call 20 minute stories. And we do it like kind of a lot. We're like, we'll, you have, we have like a minute to write a sentence. And so like, Oh, I'll write a sentence and then, like look away and then she'll write a sentence and then so oh. write like a story that way. Oh, sick. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And, and so we do that like pretty regularly. And um, um, yeah, it's good. We could, um, we could like think of a way to, we could say, how do you usually end the podcast? For sure, dude. I usually just ramble on until finally the person's so impatient and they're like, bro, we gotta end this. Oh, no, I'm not saying no. we have to. I was, just, I was just saying that, like, um... No, I was just to. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, you I should be saying... Official, we can say, like, something official. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Sean, for uh, on, me. Uh, thanks for the... On sale on now. Um, cop this shit. It's a good... Uh, oh, yeah. I gotta say something about Tink's hitter, though. Oh, yeah, of course. The placement and the length and also, um, wait, what did I write down? That was a wild one, dude. He wrote that recently? Yeah, did I hit him up to write something and then he wrote it? It's like, I think it's like, it's pretty long. I don't remember how many. It's pretty long. Minutes. Yeah. It's like a mini little its own thing. He was doing different stuff in there. It was like a he was doing like it was like a movie. You got voiceover. Yeah. Very cinematic. Fucking hilarious. A couple bars in there were like so. I think I was sitting around. I was very isolated, and he, all the all the ways he was describing like what Duchesne needs to do to be okay. Just like just get outside and run around long enough to be able to like poop and then like sleep later. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of days, I was just in my house, like not walking and not leaving, and I, I I related to I related to that grind, but also just the whole all the gun stuff, like and it got kind of like it got real, and it had an arc. You, did you take a lot of time to get that arc down? Because like it got real at the end in an important way, which I feel like you read Ice Cream Man, and Ice Cream Man he had a story where this dude from Cuba was working with him at the factory. And he just dropped some bars about how, like, I don't know. He just, he, it's not, like, political, but it's, like, some real shit. Like, there's shit out there. I also just watched the Epstein documentary, and you got these guys 
you know, grabbing the young puppies and snipping their ears off. And it's like, there's some, you know, there's, there's wild shit out there and you gotta be, he was talking about sorting and shielding up on my shit. He was strapped up on this one. You know what I mean? Like it was like, that's the next level. And it was like, yeah. but it's all with, and it's always such a good, so much playfulness. Like you can broach crazy stuff when, when you're, if you're belly laughing, you can't really get mad at something, you know, like a wild, am I saying too much, bro? <laughs> no, 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 it's good. It's good. I'm like, I, uh, yeah, man, Sam's. I love Sam's. This is this is Sam. This is. Oh, people aren't gonna be able to see. This is tattoo. I have a big ass tattoo. Not that big. amazing, dude. And then he also did. He also drew. This is him. He drew Kevin, my dog. And I got it. Amazing, dude. I was actually. He sent me hurt others recently because that was the one I didn't have. Oh yeah. And he just jotted. I wanted to get a shield on my leg, but he just jotted this shield. But it was sick. Nah. Yeah, yeah Sam. Sam's funny. killing it, dude. Yeah. No, I didn't. I don't even think I edited or. I think he just sent Duchesne, and it was just like ready to go, basically. Yeah. I don't think very much was changed about it. You know, he's. It was good, and I. It's funny that you connected it to like the. Uh, yeah, I guess like uh, the villain. The villain would would be like uh, how they get the adrenochrome or whatever. You know about the adrenochrome. Nah, what's that, dude? <laughs> it's like uh, some people some people believe that like the kind of like elite pedophile ring, right? They right. Do, they like scare children and they scare them before they kill them and and then drink their blood because like scaring them does something to their blood, and so when you then drink it, you get like <sighs> basically a. Uh, <laughs> Basically, it's like a youth, like a like a youth elixir or something like that. Oh. It gives you all kinds of like energy and youthfulness, and um, it's like, and so it's like the antler tip or that uh, pangolin pangolin scale. I don't know. I don't know what that is. You know what the pangolins are? No. You don't know what pangolin is? Pangolin. A, a pangolin. It's a it's a random type of it's a mammal, but it looks like an armadillo. But it's the most trafficked mammal in the world. But that's where the the rona started they're with saying a pangolin? with a pangolin because they're all in the close quarters but the reason why it's the most traffic thing in the world because they're just these armadillos and they're really easy to catch they just ball up when you get close to them but in in china they think it's uh it's like a virility thing oh okay so people pay a lot of money for them and i, I remember i remember a dude i knew who used to used to like hit like the tip of the antler so you pay like, but it's all like businessmen. They get all these wild things and it's like, they think it gives them like more virility and youth, you know? Okay. Yeah. It's similar. It's similar. It's similar. It's wild. It's similar. And so, I, yeah. And, um, and it's also similar to, I guess, he wanted the, the dude and me and Duchesne wanted, um, now I'm struggling to remember. He wanted the, the ears. The ears, right. To sniff the them. The ears of the puppies. Yeah, sniff right. them. Right. Some evil shit, dude. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just murked him. The whole thing was so funny, too, because, like, a lot of them operate like essays. So I was reading them aloud to, like, you know, and, and I read that part, and she was like, oh, you just shot him in the chest, in the head twice? Like, I thought this was nonfiction. Yeah. Did he actually do that? I was like, I don't know. Pink might have just incriminated himself on the story. That's a different... No, I'm just playing... I know that if any if any villainous character ever came to uh 
to, uh, you know, fuck with my my pets, I might have to, I might have to get to work. A couple people had that. A couple people had that that energy about their pets, which is like fucking hilarious. I think oh, the yeah, first I, one, the clone one. I really like the clone one a lot. I don't actually, I haven't actually read his stuff, but he's talking about that. Like, you step to my dog, it's on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. The clone one's one of my favorites in the in the book. Uh, yeah, he's great. He's great. He's not American. I kind of looked at his Wikipedia for a second. No, he is he is. Irish. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm he, I mean, he's from. I guess his his family's from Ireland, but he he. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, he. I know him from from Cleveland. Like. Okay. When I was in Cleveland. We just knew each other there. Did you have mo- relationships with most of the writers, or were you shooting out any requests blind? It's such um, a good. It's such a good br- uh, breadth of people you got on there. Thanks. Yeah, I think I knew most of them. I mean, I, I didn't know Ann Beattie or Christine Scott or Sarah Mangusa or Patty. Yeah, but I think I knew. I think I knew most of them basically, or to yeah. some to some to some extent, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For anybody's stories, I didn't write about say anything about. I did write a thing down from every person's story. So. Damn, dude. I, <laughs> Nice. I wrote one wrote one bar. Um but what, um what did you um nah never mind. No, do it, do it, do it. I get, test me, dude. I got <laughs> one. <laughs> Cause it'd be boring if I went through them all. Is this a freaking book report? It's not a book report, but I if you say somebody I don't really have any I don't really have any uh I really like the precious Okeyomon piece too. That was yeah. that style is, I don't know, yeah, doing different stuff with the line breaks, kind of running over punctuation, really raw. Yeah, she's fucking um, awesome, dude. Precious is like, it's great. I read some of them online too. I was looking at some of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think there's something about like we're talking about like the meta stuff. Like we, that usually has a bad. It's like a bad word. It's like oh, you're just trying to like dick around or something, but. I think a lot of the energy behind a lot of these end with, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to like assign some authority that you're putting all of the stories, even if like it happens how it happens with something like this, but like there's- If it's good, I did it, I did it on purpose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but fucking, um, yeah, I don't know. There's like a kind of like meta or there's like a talking, there's a rawness of like talking about some shit that's happening that's like, in like a meta way or if you're saying like i was thinking about this like while it's happening like that's really like it's almost like some i was thinking about like uh this is a stretch but like i was thinking about like six nines videos the new ones or the old ones well i obviously the new ones oh actually actually this more applies to the old ones i was going back looking at old ones and i was trying to figure out like why they were so why they slapped, you know, why they grabbed everybody so immediately. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. If you see those early ones when they're in a street in Bushwick right. and there's cops on the street and like it's, it turns into a documentary. Like, you know, you think of a standard music video, like a rap video, like it's all so staged. It's like, you got your girls, you got your champagne, you know, like th- there's a type of immediacy that's like, this is just a thing that's happening in the world. Right. Like you're taking over the subway. It's jarring. And it's like, right a different kind of um different kind of slaps in a different kind of way you know what do you what do you think about his like uh his comeback dude how do you feel about it now we're getting into the really controversial stuff nah i mean at least 
at least you because you use animals to talk about like in the book you use like like pets are a great way to talk about other stuff right but you're talking about the pets and you keep it open like i think i think sheila hetty has a bar in uh in chairs where the people go where writing is trying to create the most interesting the highest possibility for the most interesting miscommunications for readers okay you know like if you operate within a symbolic or if you just say something like this is what i think about x issue that's not interesting that's like a that's not right that's that's a s political speech or something you know yeah. but if we talk about six nine stuff i mean i think oh shit <laughs> now king, i gotta king say of new york baby <laughs> <laughs> would you say yeah king of new york baby. <laughs> i mean okay like there is an element of there is an element. Do you see his, you see his, like, live rant? Um, the first one? Ten minute li yeah, the first one? Yeah, yeah, I watched Okay, it. so, like, there's a thing where he's, like, he's, like, he's mocking, like, he's mocking, like, basic gang mentality. Like, right. back and forth gang mentality. Right. Which you could say, if you're an old head, if you're meek, you could say, that's disrespectful, because... People are in this and there's real repercussions to this. But on the other side, gang mentality penetrates all factions of our society. And gang mentality, blue and red, like, let's go, you know? Yeah. Gang mentality on a baseline level is not good for people. Like, you know, like, yeah. it's not good. People were in it, people were, and so to, to get to a level where you're playing with stuff, but also not, he's also from that. You know, his dad got shot when he was 10, like right a block next to him. And he grew up in that hood. So I, there's stuff that's going on that I think overall on a net is interesting for the culture and is good for the culture. Do you know what I'm saying? Which is controversial. It may be no. just saying that 6 9 could be doing something good. But I mean, also, I'm not saying that. He, the culture is saying that because lot everyone's listening you know so it's not even you can't ignore something that the culture is listening to or you can but then you're just kind of putting your head in the sand like i like i always try to observe that's why you know like the most things that people are gravitating towards yeah man i, I was i was really i was kind of like um blown away by that 10 minute video and then unbelievable because he's so he's such a I don't know if it's charisma or if it's something there actually is something about him where when he's talking about how like you know you can't stop me in this kind of thing i like believe i'm like dude you know like it's it's a movie dude yeah yeah it's, it's like, a movie i was worried He's a fucking joker I, yeah 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 i was worried. <laughs> you know but it's real yeah i was worried that like he was gonna get killed you know, it seems For like sure. it would be a logical or like a, I don't know that many people would be surprised, but, but yeah, it is, it is, um, it is, the gang mentality thing is, is real. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's interesting, like thinking about how one might try and escape that or whatever. I mean, you talk about being coming up in a, in a system or, or in a, in a circumstance where you don't have a lot of different ways you can imagine to be, you know, right. and that's, that's the sort, and there's obviously all kinds of reasons for that, but that's, that's the, that's the painful thing that we're looking at right now. I feel like, don't you think like, 
and it's manifesting in different ways but i think that's the root of it is like a lack you of, know the, a lack just of certain imagine, go ahead the root being like a lack of imaginative possibility for difference is that what you mean or yeah i mean i think it's 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 like being a being a, a young dude coming up in that place and the only the only way the only authorities that you look up to um and the, because of a limited limited like access to different you know in all kinds of stuff structural and just how you, you know okay. limit how you could you could operate and then you just and then you caught in a cycle right like you know like and that's real like i i feel like i don't know i feel like i i understand that mentality too and i'm not like going like oh that's bad like i understand that that you know that i don't know and six nine is crazy because he's also like when he's like apologizing for that, doing that stuff like you feel it it was emotion almost started crying bro <laughs> i was like you know he's like it is sad like you have money you can get out of stuff and that's how i don't know we're definitely not talking about pets anymore but no, we are. <laughs> yeah yeah no it's true well he does he does have a uh, a dog in the in the one video a number of videos he's always and that's how he plays with it he got the rainbow hair and he's kissing a dog and then that's so gentle and playful he's kind of cheeky and then he's incredibly violent